Hello and welcome. I'm Caitlin and this is the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. If you are looking to dive into personal growth, spirituality, and the overall action of leveling up, you are in the right place. Weekly, we will grow together into our most authentic selves unapologetically. As an author, educator, and business owner, I strive to always deliver pure excellence to take you from simply living to abundantly thriving in every area of your life. Are you ready, girlfriend? Let's jump in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. We have an amazing guest all the way from Hawaii. Um, Britta, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm super pumped to have you. Um, We connected on, I believe I found you on TikTok and then went to your Instagram, which is how I feel like I'm meeting most people these days, which is kind of cool when you think about it, or at least I think it's kind of cool that we get to be so connected and meet amazing people like yourself just while scrolling through our social media. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. TikTok is the best. It's changing the world. It's changing the way we share information. I'm a fan for sure. Oh yeah. Super excited. Well, let's jump into our questions um, so the audience can get to know you a little bit better and then we will start chatting. So first off, who are you? And give us like a brief description what you do. Obviously we'll get into it in more detail um, when we get going. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm Britta Hamilton. I'm a feminine empowerment coach. And that's really just a niche way of saying that I'm a life coach for women and people who identify with a feminine way of being. And so a lot of my work is typical life coaching work, helping women achieve their goals with increased ease, vision cast for the future, overcome limiting beliefs, plan and execute the lives they're really wanting to live. The thing that makes my work a little distinctive is that I use the tool of menstrual cycles or cyclical living to help us achieve our goals with more ease because when we align with this work, it helps us to avoid burnout and optimize our energy and really connect with ourselves as holistic beings that don't operate as well in this linear patriarchal masculine society that's kind of been set up for us without our consent. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You said that so nicely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Uh, I would love for you to share your biggest moment of growth or like accomplishment that you're most proud of to date. Yeah, so I could go one of two ways with this. The superficial thing would just be accomplishment, I would say, starting this business and leading women in this work. Um, in terms of growth, honestly, my biggest like growth point that I'm feeling really proud of right now is exiting a relationship I've been in for my entire adult life. So I'm recently divorced and it feels really tender, but also I kind of want to say it because Mm -hmm. I think how we show up in relationships is often an indicator of our greatest growth. So I just have seen myself evolve so much in the past few months in terms of how I'm interacting with this person, my own standards, my boundaries. And yeah, yeah, that's what feels really true for me today. Amazing. I love that for you. I'm also in a, in a journey of singlehood, which I haven't, I've always just been in relationships. So that's something that I'm working on too, but I've been really proud of myself for setting boundaries and it can be hard. There's lots of, lots of pressure I find to be like in a relationship, especially for women. My family's always like, when are you having a boyfriend? I'm like, how about, how are you? (laughs) Right. Oh, yes, I feel you. Um, Okay, so question number three is your favorite self-care practice. 
Okay, so this is related to cyclical living, and we'll dive into like the reasons behind this more later. But holistically, it's living a life in alignment with my cycle. That's really pervasive and like big picture, though. Mm-hmm. So specific self care would be that I take the first day or two of my period, my bleeding time, to rest. And my favorite thing to do is to take a really calming, nourishing, ritualistic bath mm. um, with like all the things. And I'm not into like baths every day or every yeah. other day or once a week, but like when I'm bleeding, it's just really nourishing. So honoring that time is sacred, finding a place that's quiet and calming and, you know, having the candles and the crystals and the yeah. essential oils and all the yummy things. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I love that. I've just been getting into baths and yeah, they can be so like rich, like you're describing, like it's not just a bath. You, It's like a it is a ritual. You used a great word, ritual. <laughs> There's so many parts yeah. that you can bring into it. I feel like it's one of those things that I didn't understand until I was like older. As a child, I was not into baths and then like teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. I was like bathing. Like who's got time for that? Like get in the shower, get out, like get about your day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's something about... I don't know, being in the world more, having more expectations where the bath just feels like an oasis. You it know? really does. Like a needed, a needed retreat from the insanity Everything we else. deal with in the outer world. Yeah. I fully agree. I love a good bath. On kind of the same topic, what would be your go-to recommended book? Mm, okay, so this is one I actually finished pretty recently. It's fiction. It's called The Witch of Portobello by Paolo Coelho, who wrote The Alchemist. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are familiar with him from that. Mm-hmm. I love it because even though it's fiction, it really follows like the heroine's journey and encourages you to look inward. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fiction, but you hit a point in the book where it's a lot of just like teaching, honestly. I was reading yeah. it like few months ago coming back on a plane and just like crying on the plane. I was like, this is speaking to everything about me as a woman, my spirituality, my expression of self. Yeah, it was a really beautiful read. Amazing. I'll have to add that to my list as well. And I'll make sure to tag it in the notes so people can go and just like get it right now. Portobello. It's a good one. Beautiful. Okay, last question. What is your go-to booty shaking song when you need to just like shake off some energy? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like literally shaking off energy. I'm going to be basic AF and say shake it off by Taylor Swift. Love it. Or just like any high beat T-Swift thing. I am such a fan and I have no shame about it. I no, love her. I no think shame. she's amazing. Um, I don't know if it's like a booty shaking song though, but recently I've been really into Ren Weaver, her okay. song Pierre. It like yeah. blew up on TikTok a few mm-hmm. months ago. And you know, when you keep hearing the little... 30 second clip of it yeah um, it gets stuck in your head but I love that song I'm just like yes empowerment uh-huh I don't know if it's like booty shaking but it's it moving, definitely amps you up. my body yeah. I love that yeah amps you up. Mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely been one of my on repeat songs recently too <laughs> totally I like I could listen to it six times in a row and not get annoyed so mm-hmm. that's something I love that it's it's a good song regardless of if you're shaking your booty or not you're gonna be moving your body it's, it's a good song completely so let's chat about your, uh, your business. I would love to hear, how did you get started? Like, did you know that you always wanted to do this or how did it kind of come to be? No. Yeah. So I have actually been a teacher, like a school teacher for seven years. Um, and I started my business like officially a year ago. And really what led me into the world of working with menstrual cycles in particular was that a handful of years ago, I was in some like coaching programs. It's kind of a generalized way to say it, like self-betterment programs, not Mm -hmm. because I was trying to 
do anything with them. I just had them recommended. And I was getting a lot of like personal breakthrough and empowerment in these programs. And there was like one-on-one and group coaching involved. And even though it was really powerful for me, something about it just felt off. Like the best Mm -hmm. way I could explain it at at the time was I feel like they're missing some element of my meanness, like of my identity, but I'm not even clear on what it is. And I'm getting such good tools, but it just feels very, I look back on it now and I would say it was very masculine, Mm -hmm. um, very harsh, very linear, Mm -hmm. which is good and important work. And it's just not a holistic representation of feminine embodied people. And so around that time, I was introduced to the concept of inner seasons, which we'll get into more. It's basically just a metaphor to understand the way your cycle impacts you all month long. And as I was kind of diving into both of these worlds at the same time, so much opened up for me and I experienced so much mm, just like alignment, attunement in my own life. It wasn't like a crazy story that I think, I feel like I hear often from people, which is my life was miserable. And then I discovered this thing and then it was amazing. (laughs) Like it's not what it was. It's like life was great. I was successful. I was productive. I was doing what I needed to do. I was happy and content. And when I learned about my cycle, I was able to just like next level, up level, Mm. optimize my life, experience more ease while accomplishing everything I wanted to. And so as I began doing this work more and just sharing it organically, like for myself and then with my friends, I realized that I wanted to work with women more in a one-on-one setting. And so when I was beginning to set up my own coaching practice, I knew Mm -hmm. this was going to be a central element of it Mm -hmm. because I can't have this knowledge about how our bodies are working, how it's impacting our emotions and our mental space every month and not share that as a core tenant and helping women achieve their goals. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. And I love that you really emphasize there that it wasn't like your life was awful before, but just that you, because you were in a state of being open to grow and being open to learn new things, you were able to kind of just take yourself to that next level. I, I've been seeing as great as social media is, I've been seeing a lot of stories similar to kind of what you described where it's like, my life was awful and now it's great. And so it's almost like this self-fulfilling prophecy where people feel, or at least this is what I take from it sometimes, that people feel like they have to have something awful happen to them before they can have the great or the abundance. Like it's like you're not worthy unless you've had this awful thing happen to you or this awful backstory. And that's just like not true. So I was so happy that you said that. Yeah, and it's it's really, at least in my experience, it's not true for most people, but there's this pressure to kind of like massage your narrative to make it sound that way because you think that's what sells. And mm-hmm. I'm just at this point with like marketing in general where I'd much rather be authentic than do yeah. what's like the most effective thing for sales yeah. because that's, I think, what is nourishing for all of us in the long run. I agree. I support that. Beautiful. Um, so for, <laughs> for um, women and periods and menstrual t- cycle talk, but I find that when I am talking to people, because I've started to kind of listen to some podcasts around this too and, and read some books, when I talk with my friends, basic the basic knowledge that I get that everyone has is like, you bleed once a month. If you don't bleed, you're probably pregnant. Here's a tampon or a pad and you're going to have cramps. Um, so I would love for you to give us maybe a little bit more detail on what a period yeah. actually looks like. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's really the education most of us get around it, yeah. right? It's yeah. that, like, hopefully you're getting that at, you know, the age around when slash before you start bleeding, which mm-hmm. so many women don't even get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
base level is that our menstrual cycle refers to so much more than just our period. Our menstrual cycle is the whole cycle. So that's the month long experience where your hormones are fluctuating, changing. Mm -hmm. And so this impacts your energy level. It gives you different strengths and gifts and abilities at different times of the month and also different points of tenderness at different Mm -hmm. points of the month. And so the period is just less than a quarter of that time you know most Mm -hmm. like the average cycle length is 28 average period length is five days so five out of 28 that's not even a quarter of the time it's not even a fifth of the time right Mm -hmm. um and so that that's really all we know about it but that is just one little factor um so I could, it depends where we want to go with this conversation. Yeah. I could go into the different phases of the cycle. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's hear about the phases. Yeah, because I think, that, again, like so many people think it's just the bleed. So now that you're yeah. mentioning that it's like a whole cycle, let's, what, what is that cycle? What are the parts to yes. it? Yes, yeah. And then so the knowledge beyond just period is sometimes we have this awareness of, okay, I'm, I'm also ovulating. Like I know that's a mm-hmm. thing and I ovulate probably you know, the opposite side of my menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. So as far away from it as possible, two weeks before, two weeks after, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like base knowledge, all we get. But if we just step back and logically think about it for a minute, your body is bleeding. It's releasing the whole lining of its uterus. And then two weeks from then, if you're on like average cycle length, you are ovulating, you're able to conceive and create new life. The amount of hormonal changes your body has to go through between those two weeks to prepare either for ovulating or for releasing and bleeding and starting a new Mm -hmm. cycle is immense. And we're holistic beings. Like our bodies don't function in these nice little compartmentalized boxes, Mm -hmm. right? Um, we are interconnected. So if something's happening in our womb related to our reproductive system, that impacts every facet of our bodies. Hormones impact the way we think, the way we feel. Um, If you have a spiritual practice, they impact probably the way you're showing up spiritually or what you feel drawn to at different times of the month, as well as, of course, energy levels, what you physically are capable of, sex drive, all of those things. So I really love to teach about this through the metaphor of inner seasons because I think the medical terms are just kind of boring and hard for most people to remember. Like if we're going into follicular phase and your luteal phase, most of us are not going to remember that unless Mm -hmm. you are studying that kind of work because your brain just doesn't have a place to store the information. It's like random new word. I don't know. I already forgot what that's about. Mm -hmm. But the idea of inner seasons is treating each of the four phases of our cycle as one of the seasons of the year, because we're all familiar with the seasons of the year. We know what these look like. Even if you live in a place like I do in Hawaii, where you don't have the four seasons, like, you know what they are. You probably experienced them at some point, even if you've never lived near them, you've seen them on TV, right? Like we know what they are. We kind of have an idea for what this energy is. Mm -hmm. So it just gives a really simple way to conceptualize what's happening to us. Um, to simplify the kind of complex changes our bodies are going through. Mm -hmm. So the four phases would be inner winter, inner spring, inner summer, and inner autumn. So we start with inner winter, which lines up with your period. Um, That's your time of menstruation. Inner spring is the week after that. That is coming out of menstruation and preparing to ovulate. Inner summer is the week surrounding ovulation. We're only Mm -hmm. ovulating for a day or two, but it's the week surrounding that that compounds or encompasses that energy. 
And then inner autumn is the week before your period, the week before you bleed again, the premenstrual phase. So mm -hmm. when you're starting to wind down, if you experience anything you would consider PMS, that's when that would show up. Mm -hmm. And so those are kind of where the phases happen. And we can dive into each one of them more deeply if that's what you're interested in. Yeah, I would love to hear a little bit about each phase a little bit more deeply so that people can understand when they're in each phase or even just becoming aware, being like, oh, I, I'm feeling this, maybe I'm in this phase and just starting to like have the ability to track it if they know what they're, what they're feeling, what they're looking for. Yes. And I love that you said tracking because that honestly is so key to mm -hmm. all of this. It's tracking and understanding our bodies. Um, I heard recently, oh, I forgot who said it. It was on the podcast Belonging by Becca P. Estrelli. It was her guest whose name I'm blanking on at the moment. But she said that one of the biggest ways we have all been colonized yeah. is that we have been taught to mistrust our own bodies. We have mm. been given this deep mistrust for our own bodies. We've given our power away to these like higher systems. Like I'm going to give it all to the medical field and I'm just going to trust whatever mm -hmm. someone who has a degree tells me about my body. Mm -hmm. And that's really great when you're needing intensive things done, like yeah. surgery. I'm so glad our medical system exists for emergency situations. Right. And we often don't know what's going on in our bodies on such a basic level, which mm -hmm. not only disconnects us from what's happening to us physically, in my experience, it also disconnects us from our intuition mm. because we have this mistrust or this lack of understanding of what's happening to us physically or even just lack of awareness of it. Mm. It's like you don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. And that can translate to a mistrust of your intuition, of your emotional intelligence, of your ability to make decisions like so, so much. So yeah, yeah tracking can help you um, reconnect with that, understand your body and understand these changes. Yeah. So the inner winter starts with menstruation. That starts the day you start your period, when you start bleeding. If you spot beforehand, um, that could be an indication of hormonal imbalance. By the way, just side note, spotting is not indicative of like a super healthy hormonally mm -hmm. balanced cycle. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever day you're starting fully bleeding, like you need some kind of period products mm -hmm. if you don't want to be like bleeding on everything. Um, that's going to be the start of your inner winter. And so your inner winter is going to span the days when you're actually on your period, that menstrual phase. And so what's happening hormonally to your body during this time mm -hmm. is your hormones are at an absolute low. Like they are all at their lowest, your estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, everything is so, so low. And this leads you to have the least amount of energy. Mm. We live in this culture that doesn't number one, really know this. And then number two, honor it if we mm -hmm. do know it. And so we're expected. It's just like shove a tampon and go about your day. Hopefully you're not too cranky. Oh, she's a little extra emotional. Maybe she's on that time of the month. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. that's like the only narrative we get around it. What our bodies are really needing during this time to be most effective is to rest, like especially on days one and two of our cycle. Mm -hmm. It's to rest deeply, to honor that time, to turn inward and you know, of course, sometimes you have to go to work and that doesn't work out super well. But most of us have moments in the day, even if it's an hour or 15 minutes where you are in sole control of what you're doing. So as opposed to pushing yourself during that time, it's mm -hmm. taking the moments you do have, if it's all day or an hour or 10 minutes and using that to rest deeply and nourish yourself because your body is using this time to prepare for the month ahead. Mm -hmm. And when you nourish your energy during this time, you set yourself up to be more productive during the next 20, 30 ish days. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so important to, I was talking to, um, actually I just posted the podcast today, a holistic, um, nutritionist. And she was saying just like things like bloating or headaches or 
um, like acne showing up in different spots on your face, like that's, it's been normalized, but they're not normal. But we've been so trained, like you said, to not listen to our own bodies and just do whatever the doctors say that like it, it's, it's become normalized and now we're not functioning at our highest abilities. Uh, so yeah, first up, I love tracking and I just, I'm so, I'm so excited for you to be talking about this. I'm just nodding over here. Like, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so important. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. So many things that are symptoms have been normalized because we're living in the society that expects us to honestly, what it is, is expects us to act as if we're all in male bodies. Yeah. So the male body runs on this 24 hour hormonal cycle. The female body runs on 28 ish day hormonal cycle. So for most male body people, it is correct and um, nourishing for their bodies to do more or less the same thing every day. So that's the way all our systems are set up. Like, yeah, we have weekends, but generally it's like work five days a week the same way every day. If you Mm -hmm. run your own business, you're probably working six, seven days a week. That's just Mm -hmm. what ends up happening um, a lot of times if you're not super intentional. And so it's this show up in the same way at the same time every day that doesn't really work for the female body because your hormones change so much. So in this week where you're menstruating, this inner winter time when you're bleeding, this is really the time to turn inward and treat it as this like personal retreat, not only to nourish your body, but nourish your soul, you know, whatever that means for you. So turn inward, connect. Um, Each inner season has what I like to call superpowers or you can call them gifts. Um, or like enhanced abilities. Mm -hmm. And so part of inner winter is the enhanced clarity, intuition, receiving. So it's really this time to slow down, disconnect from the outside world, reconnect with ourselves, like come Mm -hmm. home to ourselves. And the clarity comes when we are doing that. It can feel unclear if you're expecting yourself to show up in the outside world. You're like, I'm so emotional and everything's like, overwhelming and I'm teary and I don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah, because you're doing something so out of alignment with what Mm -hmm. your body's really asking for during those days. Um, And so there's this ability to receive insight, intuition, vision for your month ahead. Um, Look back on the month before and see things more clearly that you maybe couldn't see when you were so high energy. Mm Because when we're really high energy, we can get a little like distracted and frantic. Um, Shiny. the slower (laughs) energy, yeah, the slower energy helps us like, reflect, slow down. Um, what else is this? I going to say, oh yeah. So each inner season has an archetype that could be associated with it, which mm-hmm. is just another way to like conceptualize or visualize mm-hmm. that weaker phase of your cycle. And so for inner winter, the archetype is the wise woman or the crone. Mm-hmm. So if you think about like an old woman winter winter often represents if you're going to use seasons of the year to represent stages in someone's life Mm -hmm. winter is going to be that time of older age so Mm -hmm. like older women are hopefully slowing down able to rest share the stories they have they're not like rushing around frantically trying to accomplish a million Mm -hmm. things hopefully Mm -hmm. right if you see that you're like oh no I'm so sorry like you've earned your rest at this point in your life and that's really what it is for us it's like you've earned your rest at this point in the cycle and the beautiful thing is it doesn't have to be your full bleed like if Mm -hmm. you can do part of a day especially on days one or two that's Mm -hmm. when your energy is at its absolute lowest it can be really really nourishing that I like that you mentioned that um I I something that I'm struggling with um is is slowing down I'm better now but (laughs) I am a very I think um I'm an Enneagram three I don't know if you know the Enneagrams yes oh oh my gosh (laughs) 
speaking my language. <laughs> and in human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So basically, I'm just like really good at doing and going. Yeah. So learning about this for the past few months, I'm like, okay, like knowing that I'm allowed to slow down and that taking the time to slow down and do those things that my body is asking me to do, that's not actually going to slow down like the rest of my life. Like it doesn't mean that I'm not going to succeed or that I'm not worthy. Um, So that's something that I've been really working on. So I like that you really emphasize, like, listen to your body, allow yourself to take time. It doesn't have to be the whole day or the whole week, but just having those moments where you allow yourself to be like, okay. 15 minutes, let's nap, or 15 minutes, let's take a bath or something. Exactly, yeah, or I'm not going to be on social media Mm -hmm. these days, right, if that's creating stress for you, which, by the way, it's creating stress for all of us, whether we acknowledge it or not, it's how our brains and bodies are responding to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I relate to that so much. It's honestly aligning with my cycle that has Mm -hmm. taught me to, one, listen to my body, and two, really honor and appreciate rest, because I am... I'm an Enneagram type one. So I'm like a to-do list maker. I like to have a plan and do it. And something I really love about cyclical living and honoring my cycle Mm -hmm. is I can plug it in as part of the plan. And yeah, I can treat it as this is my task for today. My task for today is to rest really well, Mm -hmm. right? Which like, that can become a problem too. (laughs) I'm still a very task-oriented thing. I'm working on it. It's a point of growth for me. But it is, especially if you are a productive, really driven person, Mm -hmm. When we understand that this will help you be more productive, this yes. is actually the most productive thing you can do right now yeah. is rest deeply. It just kind of puts it in a different light, right? Mm-hmm. It's not laziness. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to earn it. Well, you earned it by having a menstrual cycle. That's what yeah. you did. Like, yeah. congratulations. Your body <laughs> earned it for you. There you go. Um, yeah, and then rest and it'll make you more productive. So I totally relate. And then what comes after inner winter? Mm -hmm. So after winter comes spring. So if we think about winter was this time of like winter in nature, everything's dead, quiet, turning inward, nothing's blooming. It's time to like slow down, sit by a fire. Like you can't tend to crops, right? Like nothing's growing. Yeah. Spring is when new life returns, right? So things start blooming again. The world comes back to life and that's really the best analogy to explain Mm -hmm. what's happening in your inner spring your body's coming back to life so your estrogen levels start rising and when your estrogen starts rising your serotonin starts rising Mm -hmm. and your endorphins start rising so it's all these happy chemicals start rising again and you start feeling more energized um more at home in the outside world more social more flirtatious like creative energy starts rising again and there's almost like a curiosity a playfulness Mm -hmm. a desire to try new things it's a really great time of the month to start new projects or new habits like if there's anything new you want to put into Mm -hmm. practice do it in this season because spring like in nature is a season of newness right we all feel it after winter when spring starts to come like in the course of the year it's like Ooh, springtime. I'm excited. I'm getting kind of inspired again. Wait, I like people. I want to go outside. I want to get some clothes. I want to start a thing, right? (laughs) Um, And so that's kind of our inner spring every month. It's this invitation to begin again, try new things, start a new project. Um, Something interesting about this part of the cycle, if you're trying to align your health with it, is you actually build more muscle during this phase of the cycle. So this is medically known as the follicular phase. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, if you have any kind of fitness goals, you're just trying to grow in your strength, 
don't work out as much or at all during your bleeding time during your inner winter and then double up in your inner spring because it's actually not going to be effective for your body in inner winter it's going to be really effective you'll build more muscle in your inner spring and your interesting Hmm. i didn't know that yeah totally yeah and so it's like with workouts it's not that you need to work out less. It's just shifting when you do it. If so you have like a really right. committed workout routine, right? Yeah. As opposed to I'm working out every other day in this exact way. It's okay. I'm not going to work out on days one and two, like at all mm-hmm. days one and two of my cycle when I'm first bleeding, but days seven, eight, nine, ten when I'm in. Okay. So if we think about inner spring in terms of the cycles of the year, it's really helpful to envision what's happening in the course of the year with winter and what's happening in the course of the year with spring. So coming out of winter, that is moving into the springtime. So winter was this time of everything's dead, the world's gone to sleep, maybe there's snow on the ground, nothing's growing. Um, We think back to like agricultural days, you weren't tending a farm because nothing could grow during this time. It was time Mm -hmm. to go inside, be quiet, and that's what we do during our end of winters hopefully is turn inward, slow down, nourish ourselves, because you really can't do that much in the outside world. Mm -hmm. Then springtime comes, and springtime is when the world comes back to life. So plants start blooming again. The temperature starts rising. It's this time of newness, um, waking up after this long sleep, the symbolic rebirth after Mm -hmm. a symbolic death. And what is happening in our bodies during this time? is that most of our like happy hormones start rising. So our estrogen levels rise. And as our estrogen levels rise, this actually increases our production of serotonin and endorphins. So you start feeling happier because your brain's literally producing more happy chemicals. And as your brain's producing more happy chemicals, your endorphins are rising, your estrogen's rising, your energy level starts rising too. Mm. And so there is this symbolic invitation to try new things, step out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It's a great time of the month to start new habits, um, start new projects, anything that maybe would feel a little uncomfortable for you, Mm -hmm. schedule it for your inner spring. If you can try it during that time, because you actually feel more fearless because your endorphins are rising so much. You're like, I can do it. Like I'm okay. I'm interested in new things. I'll try it. Um, and something interesting is that you actually build more muscle during this phase of your Mm. cycle. So medically it's known as the follicular phase. When women are in this follicular inner spring phase, your body is able to build more muscle. So one of those like really simple ways you can just tweak things a little bit to live Mm. more in alignment with your cycle, especially if you're like really into exercising, you have a consistent workout routine do a little less intensive exercise or none at all in your inner winter week, especially days one and two, and then double up in your inner spring because it Mm. is more effective. And that is just really like a little example of what living with your living in alignment with your cycle does for you overall. It's like, if we can just shift some things, it's not saying do anything less, Mm -hmm. just do it at slightly different times of the month, do it at the most intentional times of the month. And it's going to be more effective because I don't know about you, but like we've all done, for example, the workout analogy, we've all done those workouts where you get done and it's like, okay, I, I did all the things, but I don't feel like I did any, like, I don't know what I did to my body. I'm just exhausted now. Like that did not feel good. That yeah. I did everything I did a week ago. Why do I feel so drained? Cause your body didn't have the hormones to keep up with that. And it's not producing mm. muscle at that point. And at the same level, you're just tearing yourself down. Yeah. Um, but if we double up in inner spring, it's really helpful. So if you can schedule new projects, try new things, begin new plans, great way to align with inner springtime. 
Amazing. Amazing. I love that. And then after inner spring comes inner summer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So inner summer is really like the continuation, fullness, full blooming that comes after inner spring. Mm. So if we think about summer and the year, it's this time of brightness and warmth and abundant growth and excitement. So inner summer is our ovulatory phase. So it's the Mm -hmm. week around ovulation. Mm -hmm. So because we're ovulating, what happens is our estrogens at its absolute highest, our testosterone peaks, and both of these give us our greatest energy. And so your energy peaks during this inner summer phase. Um, physical energy, mental energy, usually like emotional capacity in terms Mm -hmm. of what you can hold. Your sex drive is at its highest because your testosterone is at its highest. And biologically, your body wants to make a baby, right? It's like, hello, we would like to get pregnant. And so the great thing about aligning with your cycle is if that's not your life path right now or ever, you're like, no, thank you. We are not, we're not doing that. Like we're not conceiving. Um, you can use this energy for other things in your life. So channel this energy toward the things you do want to birth or conceive in your life. So maybe that's a project or a new relationship or your business or some creative Mm -hmm. endeavor. It's a great time to use all of your intensive energy well. Mm -hmm. Um, The archetype for this inner season, like how for inner winter, it was the crone. I realized I forgot to say for inner spring, inner spring is the maiden. So time of like youthfulness of life, everything's fresh and exciting and new. Mm-hmm. inner summer is the mother or like the queen goddess energy nice. and so it's this energy of like fully embodied in your power mother in the sense of you can hold a lot and nurture a lot not mm. the way that we've kind of degraded the idea of mother in right. terms of like oh it's just mom in the kitchen I don't know whatever right. she's doing not that exciting no it's like a woman in her power so it doesn't mean that you're mothering children but mm. it's this ability to hold and nurture because in your body you really have everything you need you mm-hmm. don't need a lot of self-care you can sustain yourself and others and your business it's often that week of the month where you feel like i figured life out like <laughs> i can do it all i like when you're like i'm having my best oh my days gosh. ever i'm feeling myself and you're like i've arrived and then two weeks later you're like what's wrong with me i was doing so great two weeks ago yeah because your hormones have completely shifted right and so when we know this like we can schedule things in alignment with it. So you're most social during this time, most Mm. sexual, most adventurous, um, most creative in terms of like maybe wanting to produce a lot. I think each inner season has its own doorway into creativity, but this Mm -hmm. would be the like typical definition of the word creation or creativity, like birthing new things, bringing things into it's a lot of like empowered manifesting energy. I love that. That's so fun. You said that and I was like, she's reading my mind. <laughs> How does she know that I feel like that? That's I mean, so type fun. three, you know, yeah. I have to say much else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay, so then the last season would be, would be autumn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming out of inner summer, we transition into inner autumn, which biologically is known as the luteal phase or your premenstrual phase. So mm. it's the week before your period, the week before you menstruate, the week before you bleed. Yeah. And this is hands down the most misunderstood phase of our cycle. Okay. So let me explain a little bit about what happens. So we yeah. come out of inner summer, this time of vibrancy and our energy is at its highest and we're feeling ourselves. And by the way, side note again on inner summer, this yeah. is when you like 
biologically typically look most attractive in your inner summer because your body's ovulating. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to like attract a mate from this evolutionary standpoint, right? And so your skin's most glowing, your hair is most shiny. Mm. Um, You're least likely to have any bloating, right? You're more likely to be like really feeling yourself, feeling confident. There's a lot of confidence in that phase. Then what happens as we transition into inner autumn Mm -hmm. is that our estrogen and testosterone drop. Mm. And as these drop, Um, stress hormones begin to rise, namely cortisol and noradrenaline, Mm -hmm. and our progesterone rises. So there's a few things that this creates. Stress hormones are rising, progesterone's rising. Progesterone, when it comes to your menstrual cycle, has two main elements or factors. Mm -hmm. The first is that it makes you a lot more observant, so more critical, um, Mm -hmm. maybe critical of your environment, of people around you, if you have a partner, of your partner, of your family, of yourself, Mm -hmm. because you're actually noticing things around you with more clarity. The reason for this is that if we think back before we lived in such a safe civilization, Mm -hmm. if you are coming out of your inner summer, you're going to be bleeding in like a week. Mm. Your body is in a pretty vulnerable place. Either one of two things is about to happen. You're about to bleed and you're going to be really vulnerable because your energy and hormones are at low at a lower Mm -hmm. point, Mm -hmm. or you've conceived and you're pregnant and you're needing to protect a new life. Either one of those puts you in a more vulnerable place. Mm -hmm. And so the rise of progesterone actually helps you protect yourself by making you more observant to any potential like dangers in your environment. Right. But of course, most of us are living in very safe societies yeah. now, right? So it's not as important to have this like observation for physical dangers. However, it can help us see things in our life that are out of alignment, that don't feel correct for us. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe things that bothered you like kind of were bothering you for the past few weeks, but you let them slide. You didn't say anything. Suddenly in this inner autumn premenstrual phase, it's going to be, um, no, I'm saying something about it now. Mm. Like this, it really is a thorn in my side. I am not into it. So that's one aspect of progesterone, making you more observant, more critical. The other aspect is it has a calming effect on your body. And that's really kind of the benefit and gift of it is Mm -hmm. it starts calming you down and slowing you down. Mm. If we think about inner autumn in terms of the course of the year, autumn is a time of harvesting, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when crops will be harvested and slowing down, preparing, stockpiling for the winter that is to come. And that's really the metaphor to understand what's going on in this inner autumn premenstrual phase. It's time to harvest, wrap up projects and start Mm. slowing down and preparing for your inner winter. And as you're harvesting and wrapping wrapping up projects, you can use this enhanced progesterone, enhanced criticism to look back and make note of things that are not correct for you that Mm -hmm. need to change because you're more attuned to them during this time of the month. And so I say this is the most misunderstood phase because it's honestly, we are expected to live as our inner summer selves Mm -hmm. all month long. Like Mm -hmm. that's what's expected of women. It's like, have it all, do it all, be it all, all the time Mm -hmm. and make sure you look freaking amazing doing it right yeah <laughs> um that's just not it's just not reasonable right no. it's like part of who we are and it's a beautiful part of who we are but mm-hmm. it's only a portion like it's just one of the four phases inner autumn is suddenly when our more like wild raw emotions are likely to come up mm-hmm. and this is so important because it's really easy in your inner spring and inner summer mm-hmm. to overlook things that are genuinely not okay mm-hmm. um, because you have that higher estrogen higher mm-hmm. serotonin you're like we'll sweep it under the rug it's fine fine we're fine it's fine yeah and then suddenly 
in inner autumn there's this superpower of really authenticity like truth telling it telling yeah. it like it is um letting people know yeah how you're feeling yeah and so the archetypes of this phase are the wild and the wise woman so it's oh. both there's this kind of like wildness that comes out in terms of don't tell me what to do yeah and so it's really easy to give this the label of like pms i'm pmsing mm. which like there's if you genuinely have like pcos like right. that's a medical diagnosis yes. right but we all just throw the term pms around basically mm. the way we tend to use it is i'm cranky yeah okay there's nothing wrong with that oftentimes if you're having a negative emotion like sadness, anger, rage, mm. stress, like these are all important emotions and they're indicators of something we need yes. to look at. And so if we just make them wrong, it just like continues to perpetuate the idea of sweep things under the rug. Cause it's, mm. oh, it's just cause I'm PMSing. There must, it doesn't really matter. Right. No, you actually have heightened observational skills right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're more critical, which can be a burden, but it also can be a gift when you know how to use it correctly. Mm-hmm. So you are able to call things out. And when we can call things out, reflect on what's actually not working, mm-hmm. then we can use that to help us plan for the next cycle and for our lives overall. Yeah. Um, with it being the archetype of the wild and wise woman, I like to think about it in terms of these are two things that women have not been encouraged or allowed to be for Mm -hmm. so much of human history. Like definitely the last several thousand years when we've been very patriarchal. Because if Mm -hmm. you were too wild, you were a threat. If you were too wise, you were a threat. Mm -hmm. So it's don't be these things. And this is the week when these um, gifts really start to come up most strongly. And in terms of like the PMS symptoms of like, I'm extra teary. I'm really crampy. I don't feel good. There's like, again, real things, PCOS, you have a diagnosed syndrome, like that's different. Um, And a lot of it's just, we're not supporting our bodies the way they need to be supported. Mm -hmm. They need to be beginning to slow down during this time, wrapping things up and allowed to express what's really going on, releasing emotions from our body. This is a really great week of the month to do any kind of like embodied practices where you Mm -hmm. release negative energy, if that's something you're interested in. sweating like as your body feels called to sweat like purge it's this time of release and then wrap up old projects if you're using it in terms of your business or work or whatever practically wrap things up because of the enhanced criticism it's a really great time to edit and revise yeah so if you're like writing a book or doing anything writing based or art based it's Mm -hmm. a really like the ideal way to align with your cycle would be you kind of get the vision in your inner winter because that's the time of clarity and vision spring you start the project Mm. summer you do the majority of the work and like get most of it done then autumn you go back and edit and revise and fine tune because you're actually going to notice things during this week that you didn't notice the week before right I love that. There are so many things that I love there. Um, something that that really came to mind when you were talking about this phase uh, is I, I teach kindergarten as well. And for all my kindergartners, male, female, or whatever they decide to be, um, we really emphasize that like you're meant to feel your emotions. Like you're meant to you're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be a little frustrated. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to like you're human and like, you're going to have these emotions, but it's knowing, well, what can I do to like help myself feel better or support myself during this emotion? And so that's something I'm teaching to kindergartens, but my teaching partner and I, we were talking about it and we're like, not only is this just like a general 
good note for all humans but like for girls we feel like this is such an important message to be shared especially like from a young age knowing that you're allowed to feel things other than being happy like you don't have to be a quote-unquote like good girl or happy girl all the time like you don't have to be smiling um so that really came to mind when you were talking about this phase like feeling emotions makes you human (laughs) totally oh I love that note on emotions yeah and kind of the distinction for like women versus men because like women in general have not been allowed to express the negative emotions Mm -hmm. as much or what's culturally appropriate is like sadness like women can express sadness Mm -hmm. and then men aren't really allowed to express sadness Mm -hmm. they're allowed to express anger right which is like the secondary emotion um so men are allowed to go to anger women it's like don't show your anger too much keep Mm -hmm. it down and this inner autumn wild woman phase is really the ideal time to get that anger out like express your Mm -hmm. rage and of course that's this doesn't mean like turning on the people around you and being cruel to them and no. like you were saying what are the effective ways to support yourself through yeah. that emotion and I think it's becoming so much more common knowledge now which I love is that we store all of this in our bodies mm-hmm. right so like you can be mentally processed through and know okay I know that's why I was angry I'm okay now it's fine but your body's like no like we went into fight or flight mode we kicked mm-hmm. in an extra ton of cortisol because we thought we were threatened so what your body needs to do is release some of that mm-hmm. so sprinting letting it have that flight response or letting it have the fight response like mm-hmm. you have a punching bag amazing but like use a pillow or like thrash around a little bit yeah. let it get out of your body because your body isn't keeping up with your mind mm-hmm. And it's going to continue to inform your mind. So, like, mm-hmm. three days later, it's the question of, like, why am I so upset? I processed through that with my therapist or my friends. Like, I should be fine. No, right. your body did it. Your body didn't express. Yeah. Um, and because cortisol and noradrenaline are heightened during inner autumn, mm. we really need to express during inner autumn. And it's this gift, honestly, of expressing anything that's built up for the last bit of the cycle, like mm-hmm. I was saying. So any rage that's been suddenly building let it out like you were saying yeah. put on your songs like put on yeah. your booty shake and move around songs and shake just like it dance out. it out flash around yeah shake it out literally shaking mm-hmm. is really supportive for your nervous system and especially in this inner season amazing amazing but I think the the only last note I'd like to share on this one is I have found myself asking myself why when I'm in my autumn phase like if something uh, so for example, my dog, I love her so much, but I find when I'm in my autumn phase, sometimes she, we go on walks and she'll just sniff. Like I just end up standing there for like 10 minutes and I get super annoyed. So instead of just being like, I allow myself to feel the emotion, but instead of staying in, I'm like, well, why is this upsetting me? Like, why do I feel like I need to be moving all the time? And then just using that why question to really dig into like, okay, but what is this emotion really trying to tell me? Like, what do I need to maybe work on? Totally, yes. And I love that idea of using the phases of your cycle really for that, like, inner questioning Mm. and self-growth work. Because, okay, so for instance, inner autumn and inner winter both have more of this, like, slowing down, more receptive, honestly, more like feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas spring and Summer are a little more masculine energetically in terms of like putting yourself out there, moving forward, and then yeah. autumn and winter slowing down, turning inward. Um, so both of these have the superpowers or the gifts of like intuition or insight, but mm-hmm. in different ways. So I like to call it insight more for autumn and like intuition more for inner winter. Mm-hmm. But in inner autumn, we see things really closely, and because of that enhanced critical abilities or enhanced progesterone, enhanced mm-hmm. observational skills, it's kind of like, 
I use this metaphor so much because it's, it really paints a good picture. Yeah. It's like you're in a forest and you're looking at a tree that's literally six inches in front of you. And you're staring at this tree and you're like, oh my gosh, look at the bark on this tree and those ants crawling up and the sap running down. And oh, there's a little inchworm. And isn't that cute? And you're making really, really clear observations, mm-hmm. probably maybe important ones, maybe yeah. irrelevant, but they're accurate, right? Mm-hmm. They're just up really close. And that may be information you need. Like if that tree's sick, you probably need to observe it up close. Mm-hmm. If that tree's thriving and you want to know how to emulate the way you're treating that tree to grow your other trees, then seeing it up close can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, And when we transition into inner winter, it kind of gives us this like zooming out effect where we can see the whole forest. So see it all. So both of these are incredibly important. And so in terms of the like inner work, emotional growth, all of that, inner autumn is a really great time for questioning, honestly, like. Yeah. Asking why am I really feeling this way? Cause you may get to deeper answers and more like pointed um, clear answers more quickly mm-hmm. than you will other times of your cycle. I will say the caveat with it is because it's a more critical time, especially if it's turning into self-criticism, mm-hmm. it's just something to be careful with, right? Mm-hmm. And ask, okay, is this something that's actually like needing re- reparation in my life or am I just being overly critical? And really what this is calling me to look at is the fact that I have some unhealed wounds that need to be dealt with, right? So it's not that there's something wrong with mm-hmm. like this thing I'm looking at or I'm feeling so ugly or I'm feeling so insecure or incapable or whatever. Yeah, That probably isn't the problem. The problem is maybe like the self-doubt, the lack of self-belief or self-trust, mm-hmm. right? And those would be the things then to tune in and look at. Um, kind of the way I like to treat inner autumn is, if something comes up for me in the first time in inner autumn, like a red flag, I will make note of it and then readdress it in my later inner seasons to help mm. integrate and decide, is this something I really need to look at or was it just progesterone raging? Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's something I need to look at, but if I make the decision to act on it in inner autumn, mm-hmm. maybe I'm more likely to be a little rash in my response. Right. However, if you're having an experience of, okay, every single time in my premenstrual phase, my inner autumn, I continually notice these same things that are wrong, like mm-hmm. this issue in this relationship or this issue with my job. It comes mm-hmm. up for me every single month. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's probably a sign something needs to change there, right? Yeah. It's not just an inner autumn thought. It's this is your monthly cyclical reminder to adjust. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Okay. So you've laid out the season so nicely. Like I love how you talk about them and I love especially that you do relate them to the seasons. Cause like you said, like when you relate it to things that people are already familiar with, it makes it just a lot easier to learn. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So now that we know a little bit about each season, where would you suggest people people start like um, a a woman's listening to this podcast. She's like, okay, now I know a little bit about each season. I know that it's not just about sticking a tampon up there for a few days of of the month. Um, Where, where should she start or where can she start so that she's not too overwhelmed with it all? Yeah. So I would say three main things. Number one is start tracking, Mm. um, tracking in a way that is sustainable for you. And so I think most people these days are tracking on their phones, at least to know like when they're getting their period so they can be prepared. Right. I would say take it maybe a little beyond that somewhere you can write some notes down. So if you have a day planner or just like get a sheet of paper and I would write the day of your cycle. So cycle day one is the first day you're bleeding. Mm -hmm. Um, The first day you're having like a full bleed period has started. So day of cycle and then 
like a few bullet points about what you're noticing that day. Mm -hmm. So two to four words in terms of your energy level, what you're experiencing emotionally or mentally. So maybe it's something like cycle day one, low energy, tired, sad, Mm -hmm. right? Or cycle day 14, confident, sexy, creative, right? Like whatever, whatever's showing up for you that day. Right. And I would say track for three months, if, especially if you have a fairly regular cycle, mm-hmm. three months of data is going to give you so much information mm-hmm. about yourself and mm-hmm. it'll help you see when you actually transition between the inner seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really helpful to do that. So tracking is helpful. And then I would say with the tracking, start resting on your bleeding time, especially days one and two. And I keep saying days one and two, because that's really when your energy is at its lowest mm-hmm. day three estrogen starts to rise again, um, very slowly and gradually, but it does start rising. Mm-hmm. So resting as much as you can on those days, doing things that are really nourishing for your body and your mind and your soul during those that time um and then if you're like okay I want to go beyond that I would say start scheduling more intensive things for your inner summer so around that ovulation time which is really just like if you're on a 28 ish day cycle it's going to be two weeks before two weeks after your period depending on how you're looking at it so especially if you identify more as like an introvert, mm-hmm. try to schedule your social activities that you're in charge of for your inner summer. Cause that's mm-hmm. when you're going to feel most extroverted and confident and really enjoy being around people where as much as you can control your high activity work activities, um, like physical activities, mm-hmm. exercise, whatever, schedule it for inner summer. You'll just be able to hold a lot more and do it well. Amazing. Amazing. I'm going to wrap us up, but before we do, is there any last notes that you want to share with the happy, healthy community? Um, I have some free resources. So if you're wanting like a little support in starting this, I have some free downloads on my website. So there's an introduction to inner seasons, which covers some of the information we went over here today and Mm -hmm. gives you these suggestions for starting. And then I have one that's five easy tips to help you honor your bleed. So just some little practices and rituals. If you're like, okay, I want to honor this inner winter time, but like, I don't even know to just lay in bed all day. That sounds so boring. So it gives you some practical ways to do that. Um, and so they're on my website at Britta Hamilton. Amazing. Oh my gosh. And where else can people connect with you? Because I know that you're on TikTok and the Instagram. Miss Bree. Hey, come here. She's guarding us. (laughs) Brave. Come here. Come here. Look. She's just looking at me like, what, 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 mom? Like, I'm I'm guarding us right now. (laughs) I'm protecting you. (laughs) Yeah. She's, she's like this big, like she's not gonna do anything, but yeah, where can people connect with you? Where would you say like you're most responsive if they want to reach out? Yeah, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Britta.Hamilton and I'm on both of them quite a lot. You know, Instagram's easier for like DMing. I'm mm-hmm. really good about responding to DMs um, and I, I really just love supporting women in this work. Yeah. And then of course, like I have offerings, one-on-one coaching programs, um, like group programs and all that information is in all the links and bios. So you can check those out if that appeals to you amazing well thank you so much for coming on i had so much fun and i feel like i learned so much so thank you (laughs) oh thank you so much for having me it was a joy and i love just chit-chatting about this you were so lovely and easy to connect with and And good luck with your move too good luck with all the thank you yeah awesome bye
Hello, girlfriend! Just popping in quick because I have some really exciting news. There is going to be a Happy Healthy Girl membership! Yes, that is right. You heard it correctly. In those beautiful ears of yours, we are making a Happy Healthy Girl membership. And by we, I mean me. But it's for all of us because this is a community that helps each other grow, helps each other dive into our authenticity, develop a deep self-love and build up that boss confidence. What are you going to get in this membership? Let's chat quick about it before you get back to this episode. In the membership, you're going to get access to weekly free yoga classes, daily texts, weekly live meetings, um, in our, in our virtual Facebook group, uh, where it's like a personal development group on Facebook. And every week I'm going to come on there. We're going to talk about a different topic based on things that you guys are interested in. You girls are interested in. Plus each month I'm going to be bringing in a special guest specifically to that personal development Facebook group. In addition to that, you're also going to be getting the free a free version of the gratitude journal, a free version of my book and free access to the she flows menstrual cycle course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that. Think about all the absolute gold that you are getting with this membership. And not only that, but you're going to be connected with like-minded women who are also on their growth journey in learning how to embrace their authenticity. You're going to meet some amazing people and we're all going to grow together. So if this sounds like something for you, I need you to stay tuned. I need you to go give me a follow on Instagram. If we're not already there at happy underscore healthy girl with you, same tag, give me a follow on TikTok. Make sure that you're listening to this podcast because it's going to be launching summer 2021. I have more details coming, but you've got to stay tuned. I am so pumped. The happy healthy girl membership is on its way to you summer 2021. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please give it a share on Instagram and make sure to tag me, Caitlin, at happy underscore healthy girl with a you. Until next time, remember to seek daily growth and cultivate true abundance with every action you take. Bye for now.